I'm Aria Schwartz. And I'm Rachel Galligan. And welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. This offseason has hit the ground running. Head coaches have been announced left and right. And one of the latest ones is Christy Sides as the new head coach of the Indiana Fever. We're here to break it down and discuss. our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com welcome back to the windsider show big news indiana fever have a new head coach um they have been a team that's been uh to put it nicely on the bottom of the league for a few years now uh recently have just been a perennial lottery team still have not gotten that first pick uh fingers are crossed that in a few days they'll be able to announce that they'll be getting the first pick with the lottery it was on friday at 5 30 um rachel christy sides uh before we get into reactions just real quick she's been around for a long time over 20 years of experience this is her first real shot as a head coach uh she's been with pokey chapman uh, for a very, very long time, was with Pokey in Chicago when they built that team up and went to the WNBA Finals. I believe it was 2014. Uh, she was with Pokey in Indiana. And also, and maybe one of the more impressive, important aspects that I feel like isn't getting enough attention is she also worked with Pokey uh, when Pokey was the head coach of the powerhouse Russian team Spartak back in the day with Sue Bird, uh, Lauren Jackson, Diana Taurasi, and like, all of these ridiculous, amazing players um, that just destroyed and dominated the overseas world. Um, Rachel, thoughts on sides? Uh, maybe a name that most fans didn't know of, didn't think of, didn't hear of. And I should say she was an assistant coach for Atlanta last year. Yeah, I mean, I it's just, it's funny to me, <clears throat> you know, excuse me, being being in this space and, 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 and being a former coach myself and being involved in that side of it, it, it blows my mind when you know, one of the most experienced resumes that was probably on the board this year. And then people, you know, don't quite, maybe, maybe not the name doesn't necessarily resonate with them or isn't super familiar. It just, it blows my mind because when I, when I think of Christy sides, I think of someone who's extremely <clears throat> experienced in the game. Uh, she has coached, like you said, all levels, got her start actually at the high school level, I believe. And then has had a vast amount of experience at the division one level all the way up into the big 10. Um, I, I definitely think that she's put in her time. Um, and, and, and you look back and as you talked about, I, I think one of the most intriguing aspects of it, we got to get her on the show and talk about that period of time and with Spartak, because that's going to be a really cool story that I think, you know, has not been told quite a bit. So that's going to be my new, my new goal is trying to get coach on the, on the pod. But I mean, obviously had a great run in Chicago. That was a great stretch being able to watch, you know, Sylvia Fowles, Elena Deladon, Cappy Pondexter. I mean, that was such a great run um, to witness just myself. And then, you know, obviously Indiana fever was a little bit more of a brief stint, but still showed promise of some things being built and put into place there. I, I still kind of wonder what could have happened had her and Pokey had, 
you know, a little bit more time there with the fever, but um, I, I think this is a great hire. I think that Christy Sides has put in her time. She's got an impressive resume as an assistant coach across all levels of the game. So you can't deny the experience there. You can't deny um, a lot of the different great basketball minds she has worked with, a lot of the great basketball players she has helped develop. She has historically been known as you know a high-energy um, players coach, has, has always built really meaningful, deep relationships with her players. She seems to be completely adored across the board. I, I think that this is a really good fit for the Fever, being able to bring in, you know, someone who who understands the league, who understands, um, you know, this this generation of player from the collegiate level. Because obviously, we talk about this Fever roster and how young how, they're they're just recently removed a lot of them, you know, from collegiate basketball. And so now you're bringing in a coach that you know, is very well versed in both avenues, whether that, that is the WNBA and whether that, and especially with the fever, I mean, let's have a second stint in Indiana. She knows the franchise. She has witnessed this franchise have success, um, knows the standard of excellence there. So I think it's a great fit across the board. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to see a coach who, you know, has really just gone through the ranks and, and, and built up her resume and understands what it means to, to be in this league, what it means to, to, to be in that chair as an assistant to helping out in many different ways. It's her time. And I think it's a really good fit for the fever and this young roster. Um, I'm thrilled for him, to be honest. It, it, it's interesting. And I think you touched on a lot of stuff that we could, you know, go on for hours about um, not specific to her, but just as, as a general thing. But I, I really like what you said, like, She's put in her work through all the stages. Now, you know me. I love to play devil's advocate. I'll, I'll flip it on its head and I'll say, look, she's never been a head coach before. This is a questionable call of hiring her. But I'll argue with myself and say, look, at what point, you know what I mean? Like this Indiana Fever team has has tried multiple varieties of, of different avenues of coaches. And at a certain point, you kind of need to roll the dice, put your faith in somebody and hope that it works out properly. Well, now I mean, you I can... can say the same thing about Noel Quinn. I mean, we could go down True. the line and, and different, you know, avenues in which these these coaches get into that chair. It there's not really a precedent there when it comes to the WNBA, at least right now. Um, for me, I'm always going to be one of those people that respects just the grind and the time put in. And whether you get that that first head job at the collegiate level, whatever that might look like, or whether that first job comes in the WNBA ranks, like when you've put in that work and, and, and you, 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 you understand it as an assistant, like that time's got to come eventually. Someone's got to be willing to take that leap. And, and I respect Lynn Dunn for doing it. hundred percent. And and I agree with that, right? Like at a certain point, right? Like you're, I, and, and I think I've seen some stats that have been put out um, or some people have kind of passed my way of uh, new coaches historically, like new coaches who haven't been head coaches before historically in their first year, um, and, and over the next five years have a better record in the NBA and WNBA than let's say recycled coaches. Um, Interesting. We, we've seen it happen before where, you know, the Dallas wings brought in a Brian Agler, somebody who has been known for taking a, you know, a, a stagnant team and, and putting them over the top, getting them to that next level. And I think at a certain point, it's kind of just like, okay, you have to, 
you know, we don't know what happened in those interviews, what her game plan, what her style is that she wants. And I've been asking around the league and I'll be completely blunt. A lot of people I'm like, oh, is she defensive minded, offensive minded? Like what's her bread and butter? And everyone kind of says the same thing, which is she's been around for so long. She's been in charge of the offensive game plan. She's been in charge of a defensive game plan. She's done it all. And to try and box her in to a certain coaching style, I think based on what I'm hearing would be unfair to her, which I agree with um, just because we haven't seen her as a head coach. We don't know what she's going to try and do with this roster. And and real quick, let's run down this roster, a roster that, you know, a few years ago, Rachel and I, and many other uh, talking heads were just ripping apart some of the contracts that, that they gave. Now looking at this roster, it's not that horrible. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm always going to shake my head at the D-Rob contract of giving her 155 for multiple years. She's still protected, secured for this season. But you got Kelsey Mitchell and D-Rob, both protected contracts, both signed on. Uh, you got Emily Angsler and Alyssa Smith, uh, Lexi Hall, Queen Egbo, Destiny Henderson. All those players are um, are all on contract right now, Okay. Now you talk about some other players. Got Tiffany Mitchell, complete free agent. Victoria Vivian's restricted. Emma Cannon restricted. Um, a, a, a few other people. I'm not gonna, you know, we're not gonna do like a whole breakdown um, of who's a reserve and whatnot. But but it gives you an idea of while this roster has a lot of young players, a lot of young pieces, they do have cap space to make a few moves, bring in a few people, and complete it. It's more about what are we gonna like? What do you want to get out of Kelsey Mitchell? And who do you see building around uh, who would complement Angsler Smith uh, and Destiny Henderson? And on, like, honestly, all these youngins, Queen Agbo too. Um, so I, I'm excited kind of to see like, okay, where's the direction? You have wiggle room with this roster, which is something we haven't really been able to say over the past few years. Um, you're going to get a top four pick. You are in a situation where you should propel yourself at very worst case outside of the worst place in this league, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that that's kind of where my head's at. It's, it's very much a question of, oh, what are we going to see from her? What kind of coaching and GM positions? Right. Like I almost for the near future, all we're really going to base uh, this hire on is seeing what type of players they're bringing in in free agency in the draft, because as of now, we don't know what type of team. Right. Like this team could very easily go towards, they're going to be offensive minded. We're going to be defensive minded. They have a little bit of both. The question is kind of which direction they're going. Well, and I I think too, I mean, so much hinges on hinges on this draft. Um, Everything you're saying, I completely agree with. I think it's really interesting. You know, like, was it two years ago, year and a half ago? I can't even remember. I mean, this was a complete dumpster fire of a situation, you know, and here we are today on, you know, November 9th or whatever day it is. And it's like, okay, I'm looking at this fever franchise and I'm looking at the moves that have been done by Lynn Dunn. And I am looking at the new hire and you look at the talent on this roster and like, you get the sense that this is, it's like a really solid, clean slate. It's no longer a dumpster fire that, you know, needs to be completely resurrected from the ashes. Now you're at a point where it's like, okay, this franchise clearly has been really, really bad and really, really struggled for, for recent years, but promising rookies picks, 
Um, new coach, Lynn Dunn is making moves. She's, she's, she's cleaning house. She's getting things done that need to be done there. And it feels like, okay, that now I feel like we're, we're entering in a, do, a new era of the Indiana Fever franchise. And you're doing it with talented players. Then you're even going to get, what in, in this free agency, in this draft, you're going to add even bigger assets to this team. And I'm just excited to kind of see what can be done there. Like you said, the X's and O's, the defensive aspect of it. We can talk about what we anticipate. We can have coach on and, you know, kind of ask those questions, but it's not going to be known until that, that ball is tipped up in the air. So right now it's just a matter of analyzing the moves being made um, and, and, and kind of what the trajectory of this team can be. And, and like, you know, like we said, getting them <clears throat> off of those kind of just that, how atrocious it was. I just feel hope for the franchise, you know, um, that has been so, so painful <laughs> to witness. And I think we saw a team last year that they were competing night in and night out. You know, they, they were competing. They made games interesting. No, they didn't win a lot. Honestly, I thought their record was not a good indication of the amount of talent they had on this team, but a ton of rookies with a ton of experience that's going to transfer exceptionally well into year two is huge building blocks as well. So, I mean, <clears throat> like you said, it, it, this is a big free agency. Can they attract top free agent talent? What moves are made? Can they possibly get that number one pick? I mean, if we're talking about Aaliyah Boston going to Indiana, my God, that that's a hell of a, a, a shot in the arm and, and cornerstone to build your franchise around as well. So um, knock on wood for the fever on Friday, I guess. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a big, uh, that's a big night for them. Oh, it's a huge night. And and I would even like the the difference for me is we've had points and disagree with me if you want, Rachel. We've had points over the past, let's say, five years uh, since we've been hanging, chatting, um, where we've kind of had this feeling of things are getting in the right direction. Yes, it's been a dumpster fire throughout. I'm not I'm not trying to downplay that at all, Rachel. Um, <laughs> but but there's been times where you've sat there, and you go, OK. And, and and maybe I'm thinking of the pokey year. Maybe I'm thinking of just overall, there's been times where you sit there and you're going, oh, they might be heading in the right direction. They might be making proper positive moves. And then there's just head scratchers, um, uh, Gondrasic, uh, McCowan, um, the Jantel Lavender slash D-Rob signings. Like there's been times where we've seen them. We think we're going the right in the right direction. And then they kind of trip over themselves. So I'm excited to see kind of what you were talking about. We won't know anything to the ball tips, but I'm excited to see the moments leading up to the ball tip where we can kind of get an idea of, okay, where do they feel? Because while, and and this is not to have a whole discussion on, but like, while I completely agree, if you get number one, you're going to Leah Boston, no question. It does bring some questions on some other people on this roster then, right? Of, the sure. Queen Eggbos, um, the Melissa Smith, the Emily Angsler, like not in a question because no one's denying Boston has stardom and is a top talent, right? But in the sense of what do you do now when you are just kind of stacked in the bigs and you continue to accrue talent in there when you only have 12 roster spots type situation, right? Um, well, and that, we'll that's the, that's the interesting that part. Time comes, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Indian fever. They probably won't get. They don't have the luck to get the number one well, pick. I say that now because I didn't win the Powerball this past year. So. <laughs> well, I mean, here if you're the fever, you're happy with one or two. I mean, that's that's that, and then I would say their odds of securing at least one of those. I mean, for the love of God, well, let's hope. But I guess we'll find out in a few days. We will, and and we'll definitely we have 
uh, some really cool, interesting articles, and I'm sure you're going to be excited to read. We got a mock draft coming out uh, same day or next morning as the uh, as the the announcement will come for the order after the draft lottery is announced on Friday. And then also we got a list of just, you know, some players who we think should be uh, on your eyes keeping up. But don't worry about that. We appreciate you and thank you for listening. We'll be back. Tons of new content coming up on winsider.com. Tons of new podcasts coming on. And we got a few special guests coming. Don't worry.